bringing justice and mercy to those who are poor in spirit and soul. We have to do that as well. It's not just the physical stuff that we see around us. So I think there is a grappling. I think there is a come let us reason together and come let us inquire of the Lord. And beloved, we cannot sit quietly and just watch. Welcome to another episode of Victory Podcast with Sid and Joe. Today, we are chatting to an amazing friend of ours. She's part of our Victory family. She's a personal mentor of mine. Uh, it's Lynn Swart. We all know and love her. We had such a great time listening to her, and we hope you enjoy this conversation. We have been talking so much about worship as music and as song. In the Old Testament, there were moments when God spoke to his people saying, basically saying your songs and your celebrations disgust me because you aren't loving mercy, doing justly, walking humbly. You aren't doing those things. So these expressions of worship, I do not accept. What can you say about worship as justice or worship in the forms of like living a righteous life? Can you speak into those areas. Yeah, I think I, 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 you know, for me, I look at those scriptures in 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 the Old Testament, and you know, you sent one through earlier to me from Isaiah chapter one and verses thirteen and seventeen. I still say we have to see the Old Testament through the lens of the cross and the resurrection. We have to do that. We have to see it through that lens always the old testament is always a reflection of what god is purposing for us to uh, find and that's a relationship find our way home to him i think we take this and we learn from it we glean from it we have to always see those scriptures in context of who god was speaking to and why he was addressing them so strongly so love is being able to embrace those uncomfortable scriptures that we we face and do some robust thinking and allow God to bring a correction, an alignment of our hearts. But I think we've always got to see it through the lens of God's grace and his kindness to us. Now, having said all of that, when that correction comes, God's correction is never to destroy us but to bring us up, to upgrade us, to begin to understand what his heart is all about. So that whole thing in in Isaiah 1 verse 17 says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. Micah says to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly. But it always starts with our positioning. There are too many people that are trying to do good because they feel guilty. We do good because we know of the incredible love of God for us. And so because I love him, I have to love justice because he is the God of justice. So what does that look like for me? That whole thing of justice. I love um, uh, N.T. Wright says this. The justice of God sets things right. So my justice is not because I'm feeling guilty or I want to have a little bit of a political voice. My justice is because I want to see God's kingdom come. 
I want to see people treated with with his his justice. In other words, bringing them into that position of knowing who they are and their value and their importance before the king and making a difference. We have to speak out for those who have no voice and be able to call them out of the diabolical situations that they find themselves in. So, you know, for me, justice and mercy are just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm skimming over this right now, but it is an integral part of worship, an absolute, because he is the God of mercy. He is the God of justice. If I am aligned with him, if I am intimate with him, if I am connected with him, I cannot but have a heart for justice. I cannot but have a God, a heart for God's mercy. And so, you know, I don't do it because I'm guilty. I do it because I am on a mandate, a kingdom mandate. And that mandate is not just to sing a song, although that's brilliant, not just to preach a sermon, and that's brilliant, but to bring about heaven on earth, to bring about change, to cry out for those who, who have no voice, as I said. That's amazing. And now I want to ask you, a question that might be difficult for people to hear, but I hope to be used as self-reflection. If we call ourselves worshippers of God, and we think we're authentic worshippers of God, but we aren't living a life, living out God's justice or see, seeking God's justice and mercy, is that a space for us to reflect on what we actually think about worship and about God is worship maybe self-serving for us and we we in it for the emotional kick is it a space for people to yeah for a bit of self-reflection maybe even repentance yeah all those things all those things you know I think going back to just my com comment right at the beginning you know falling in love with worship we love the concept falling in love with love you know well that's that's great but then the hard work starts and I think I always say to people, God is going to love me whether I roll up my sleeves, do loads, or whether I don't do anything at all because of the finished work of the cross. All right. Now, some people may not agree with me, but that's what I hold to. All right. Uh, it's not my acceptance be before God is not, not because of what I do, but because of what he has done for me and my acceptance of that. But... Then, because I am growing in this relationship with him, I cannot be silent. Because then there is a question over what is this relationship all about? Is it a true relationship? Not because God has changed his position, but what's going on in my heart. If it's just a self-seeking I am just going to keep myself in my sweet space. Then I question the fullness of an understanding of Christ's death and his resurrection. All right. And I wonder whether that's why people just continually are giving their lives to the Lord. Because <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't grasped the fullness of who Jesus is. And so, you know, that Matthew passage where it says, love the Lord with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength and love your neighbor 
as yourself and loving our neighbor means I have to grapple not with my nice neighbor who lives on the one side of me but the neighbor who lives behind me and this is absolute truth whose son is kicking off there's lots of effing and blinding I mean the air gets blue here sometimes and he's bashing and thrashing and everything inside of me wants to call the police and just nail this kid but when I step into mercy and justice, I begin to say, what is going on with this boy? How can I engage with him? How can I begin to call out the best of who he is? And he is poor in spirit and in soul. You know, so often what we've done with justice and mercy, and I work with the poorest of the poor, the acts, you know, in terms of positional poverty. That's easy to do. But bringing those who are poor and bringing justice and mercy to those who are poor in spirit and soul, we have to do that as well. It's not just the physical stuff that we see around us. So I think there is a grappling. I think there is um, a come let us reason together. And come let us inquire of the Lord. And beloved, we cannot sit quietly and just watch. And just work within the parameters of what we like to do. So if I may just talk a little bit about New Day. Is that okay? Yes, I was, I was going to bring that up next. So that's amazing. So for us as New Day, you know, we've been working in, in a poorer area. I love the people because they're actually not poor in spirit or soul. They just, there's that physical poverty, but to see the brilliance of who they are. So we were running computer learning centers, robotics, coding, e-learning, work for living programs, sewing enterprises, you know, just computer learning center, loads and loads of stuff. COVID stopped that in four days. And we, as a team of 13, took time to just breathe. All right, first of all, to pray, to pause, to reflect, to respond, to ask, and to yield to God. And then very clearly he spoke to us about taking the loaves and the fish and breaking those loaves and the fish and feeding the poor absolutely physically feeding them so we had done meals for our kids you know all along but we we had to change tack and you know none of our our um, strategy and planning had been in that but God's vision of kingdom still remained and that passion for mercy and justice was still there and we knew that it had to be worked out in giving them food not benevolently, but because they are part of us. We are part of that community. And we had to do it. It was an emergency thing that needed to be done. And God started to speak to us about Joseph and getting stuff in the storehouse and then getting it out there. So we then started to do that. And we've do it, been doing it for 17 weeks. Now, each parcel costs 200 rand. We've given out over 1,080 parcels. No, actually more than that, nearly 1,200 parcels. So you do the maths on that at 200 rand a parcel. 
and we have seen over and above our budget that funding come in over and above that that justice and mercy was very practical at that moment so we put these parcels together and we've been giving those parcels out we also are looking beyond just the parcels to vegetable gardens and helping our people establish vegetable gardens so they they become self-sustaining on that we're also looking ways that we can bring our programs into play again but we've got to think outside of the box but with all of that is this anchor of we want to reflect our god of mercy our god of justice and at grassroots level we're not going to take pot shots at the politics or the politicians we're just going to get with the people at grassroots level and we're going to by our actions say let my people go which is the highest form of worship amazing and we've had an incredible time with you we're coming to to the end of our our discussion but in all that you've done and seen particular through New Day United, have you seen what God has done through your ministry? Have you actually then seen people say, wow, God has done an incredible thing, and then they turn to, to worship God um, because of all that he has done through through New Day? So we've seen people who just absolutely broken who have been victims of gang violence who have uh, seen atrocities and murders and all the all the rest that goes with poverty sometimes we've seen people who are totally hopeless begin to find a place of belonging and this i think andy stanley says this they've belonged we've embraced them where it doesn't matter whether they are Christians, so-called Christians, anarchists, um, uh, Muslims, whatever, whatever they are, Armenians or whatever. <laughs> we'll give the, give all the titles here. Um, we've seen them and we've brought them into a place of belonging where we valued who they are. We see the God in them that they don't even know that's there. You know, Augustine says there's a God-shaped vacuum inside of each one of us. And so we brought them to a place of belonging. And then we have not compromised on the fact that we love Jesus. But instead of just preaching to people, we've shown it by our actions, by the way that we speak to them, honoring and respecting, by the way that we listen to them, by the way that we call them, you know, into all that they can become. And then we bring them to that place of believing in God. So we've seen people's lives transformed and during this COVID time to see, you know, there's lots of WhatsApps with all our beneficiaries and constantly scriptures are coming up, what God is doing, what God's revealing revealing to them. And I just love that because it just shows that actually they're not just buying into New Day because of what New Day can give them, but they're buying into God and a relationship with God that goes beyond, that gives them a future and a hope. Incredible. Thank you so much, Lynn, for chatting to us today. I feel there's so much more we can pull out of you. It's been amazing. There's such a depth of knowledge when it comes to 
building a relationship of adoration and of love for the father that you have that you walk in and that we can still learn so much more from thank you for joining us and chatting to us today it was super helpful and so is there anything else no i just want to say it's lovely to see you lynn miss you so much and your hair looks absolutely awesome Oh, thank you. You know, honestly, for me, it's been such an honor and a privilege. No, I mean that. And I think what you guys are doing is just phenomenal. I love what Victory Church is doing. It's my family church. And I love the leaders of it, the elders of it. I just think it's amazing. So thank you guys for giving me the privilege of being able to hang out with you a little bit this morning. We'd love to do it again in the near future. Please join us again. And hopefully in person one day. Yes, and amen. Amen. God bless, Lynn. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to our conversation with Lynn. Like, share and subscribe to this podcast and make sure you share it with all your friends. Bye.